is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercom, Maslin and Wilshire. It's the Friday matchup show. I'm with my man Greg Biggins. GB, what it do? What is up, Keith? How the, are you? Hey, feeling good. Friday, the matchup show. Excited about the games that are on slate. This is a pretty good week in high school football here in SoCal. GB, a lot of big time matchup. One maybe a little further than we would like kind of in the Nevada, Las Vegas area, but there are a lot of great matchups here in the Southland, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it with you, talking about the players, the coaches, the teams, the whole nine, but before we do that, Greg Biggins, we have to remind people about our Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really entrenched in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, we're back. GB, let's get started, man. It's the matchup show. We got a host of games. Let's run right through it. Get us going. Yeah, let's start off with Sierra Canyon. Cut off a rough loss. Not rough. Rough would indicate they got blown out. It was a tough loss uh, to a good Westlake team, 35-30. to Londale did not play last week, so... This is going to be their opening week. you got to always kind of favor the team that got their teeth wet the week before, right? Keep this a little bit. I know we talked to, I talked to my guy Travis Clark a little bit earlier uh, in the week, and he was at that game against Westlake. And he's never nervous, but I, I do think he kind of wishes he probably had a game in hand to kind of get the first game jitters out of the way. He does have a, a kind of a dynamic weapon. Goes by the name of Jordan Wilmore who's pretty good, and I don't think there could be any any first-game jitters out of Jordan. they got a nice, young, secondary, Stanley Livingston going to San Jose State, a really good-looking junior corner slash safety, Mikel is seen. they got a big offensive line. Londale's good. J.R. Canyon, again, they showed out very well for themselves, right? I like Shaden Perry a lot, Corey Jones, E.J. Gable. Uh, they got some dudes. J.D. Hernandez. J.D. Hernandez, yeah, it should be a close game. I mean, I shoot, we wouldn't be previewing it if it wasn't. You got a prediction for me, Keith? And how do you see this game unfolding? No, I like it. I, I like the the athletic matchup on the perimeter. Like you said, both teams have they have guys that can run, that can make plays. Interesting to see is Jones going to step up, make some plays. How's that Lindell secondary going to defend him? 
What about that Sierra Canyon run defense with the Hernandez at the linebacker? He's a physical football player. Him and Jordan Wilmore, they'll get a chance to acquaint themselves with each other very, very soon Friday evening. That's going to be interesting. How about Shaden Perry, the Sierra Canyon quarterback? Can he dissect and pick apart that athletic and talented Londale secondary? You talked about Stan Livingston earlier. He's a big-time player. They got other guys, though. Jonathan Watson, Joshua Edwards. They got some guys that can run around and make plays. Tracy Dobbins. Uh, you talked about Michael Esteen. What about senior running back, linebacker Terrence Simon? He was our sleeper of the week last year, uh, one week. The kid is physical. He's 225 and about 5'11". He'll play linebacker. He'll get the ball at running back. He's a tough guy to bring down once he gets going, kind of like Jerome the Bus Bettis. So that'll be interesting. And it's a pretty good coaching matchup. I think both guys um, have an identity for their offense and their defense who will insert their will into the game and dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, I'm going to go with Sierra Canyon coming out strong, but I think Lindell comes back to beat them by one late in the second half. I'm picking 31-30 Lindell over Sierra Canyon. Nice. I like that. Going with the score. Hey, just real, a real quick correction. Simon is now at Cathedral. Wow. So he actually left Lindell. Yeah, he was oh, he's back like at Cathedral. He's over at Cathedral. I'm sorry. But, uh, no, still a lot of, lot of plenty of talent. So, um, you like Londell over Sierra Canyon? I, I think I might lean a little bit that way, too. Um, although, man, I, I feel like I just want to be contrarian and go with Sierra Canyon only because they played last week. I, I do feel like with high school kids, getting that first game jitter is sure. kind of a big deal. Sure. How about Servite and Norco, Keith? Servite, that was kind of your adopted team last year. Yeah. They lost a lot of guys due to different reasons, graduation, due to attrition. But they had a nice win over Bakersfield. Norco. You know that what they got. They got some weapons. Yeah. They got a good young quarterback, Shane Illingworth. They have a plethora of receivers. Not one, not two, but three guys that can make plays. They did lose Travis Dye, but hey, you know, they they found a guy last week who, you know, had a, a, a nice game opening opening weekend. Um, the Ford kid who had two hundred plus yards. Sure. I, I Kind of lean a little bit toward Norco here, Keith. Hmm. I, I know Servite's always fun to pick. No one's a bigger fan of Troy Thomas than me, but I just feel like I feel like Norco's got a few more playmakers than than Servite right now. Okay, um, we'll see. You know, yeah. quiet week last week for for Jaden Navarrete. Will he step up a little bit more this week? Cesar Gonzalez, who I liked a lot last year, just a junior. Yeah. Um, he needs to step up and have a have a bigger game. But I, I, I think Norco's got some playmakers. I think Servite, you know, they're gonna they're gonna play sound defense, they're gonna play tough, they're gonna play Troy Thomas football, but I just I give a slight edge to Narco just just slightly. Slightly, Keith. No, I hear you. I mean, hey, Shane Ellingsworth, Nick Lasher, they got the two quarterback system. You talked about Gonzalez, Navarrete, there were two athletes that can make plays. What about our, our one to watch from a few weeks ago, Jonah Carnell called his first varsity touchdown as a 2021 prospect. Looked good, getting separation, snagging the ball at the goal line. Um, interesting to see. D, was it DJ Ford? Is that the running back? It is the running back. I, I, I Listen, smaller kid, but quick as a cat. 
great change of direction. They always have a physical offensive line at, at Norco. That's normally how they win is by establishing the line of scrimmage, knocking the other team off the ball. I don't know if that'll happen this week. Servite and Troy Thomas, you know they're strong in their Aguilar, setting the edge, physical at the point, locking out and disengaging violently, getting off blocks. I think Norco's going to have a problem knocking Servite off the ball. At that point, can the quarterbacks and the receivers be in rhythm and on time and on target? You look on the opposite side, Servite's defense really stepped up against Bakersfield last week, pick six. They're playing some lockdown coverage on the outside. Troy Thomas, we know, is an outstanding coach. They're going to be ready for you know, Norco's run game. They're going to be ready for Illingsworth. And last year, kind of in their passing game, I like Servite here. I think they have momentum. I think they have a fast physical defense. And I think they're going to do a great job of running to the football, tackling in space, and creating a couple turnovers. I got Servite on the win here. 17-10, Servite. If Servite wins this game, Keith, I'm going to say it's going to be because of a last-second field goal. Okay. By Cade Fuller. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's your boy right there. T-ball, yes. Um, But yeah, good good quarterback matchup as well. Blaze McKibben, Servite. Absolutely. Ellingsworth and uh, and Lasher. So, hey, how about our next game? Talk about quarterback play. I can't wait for this one. A couple of of Chad Johnson disciples. Only, he's coaching only one of them this week. Mission Viejo, led by Joey Yellen. Tana Margarita, Peter Costelli. Had the huge opener. This kid's just a sophomore, but he's gifted, man. Everyone who's seen this kid has said this kid, kid's got next level tools both these guys were at Bosco at one point Michigan Bay looked good last week they got difference makers Achille Arnold you know what you're going to get he's a stud he's a great football player they got pressure up front Tom Margarita do they have enough do they have other than Peter Costelli um you know, look at the stats from last week. You know, Kareem Amir was his top receiver. Yes. But, too, man, he spread it around. Yeah. Right? Costelli threw it around. They got a couple other receivers. Chase Nina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The 6'3 junior receiver made some plays as well. Connor Bain, another 6'4 kid. So they have some big targets on the outside. They got a mini basketball team lined up at receiver. Uh, guys with some length, with some size, can run a little bit. Like you said, Amir. He's a guy kind of in the slot, fly sweeps, screen passes, you know, tunnel screens. We'll see if they can get him to football. Like you said, Costelli, a big-time prospect, former Chad Johnson disciple. Can Chad, um, you know, get back to his time with Costelli, remember what his areas of improvement were, what his weaknesses are, and really attack those from the defensive side of the ball? That'll be interesting, GB. It will be. And, and I think that goes without saying. I mean, was just not that long ago when, when, when Chad had this kid in his program. So uh, Jake Thomas, you know, had 100 yards last week for Santa Margarita. So they're going to probably try to be balanced and, and see if Jake can run the ball a little bit uh, against that Mitchell Pretty good up, pretty good front seven. But I, it was good to see Jamari Farrell back. And you combine him with Arnold, with Dojo Forrest, with ASU bound Joey Yellen. And a, a pretty tough, active secondary for Mission Viejo. I, I like the Diablos in this game. I, I think they're going to win. And uh, I think it could be by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, no, Diablos, uh, Coach Johnson has put his team in position to compete at the highest level, considering 
They got some guys that transferred in on the outside. They needed athletes. We talked about that in the spring. They needed athletes, more speed on the field for them. And what they did is they went and got some players. You talked about it, Pharrell, Maven Anderson, the sophomore 2021 kids was explosive. Akili Arnold, Pharrell in the backfield. They got some guys that can run. Can guys like Logan Schwinky for Santa Margarita, can they get to the quarterback? Joey Yellen's in the pocket all day with all types of time, finding targets, hitting targets for Yak. Santa Margarita, the Eagles, they've got to get pressure. And guys like Greg Doyle, Logan Schwinky, they got to get off the ball. Brody Crane, and they got to get into the backfield and get Joey Yellen off the spot. If they can do that, they've got a shot to win. I don't know if they can do that consistently, considering... Mission Viejo has a physical offensive line led by Keneally. So I'm going to take Mission Viejo here, 42, Santa Margarita, 21, Greg. Yeah, that sounds probably fair. How about this game? This game has always been kind of a little a little chippy. Kind of a, it's always a brawl. Narbonne at Long Beach Poly. Narbonne won the last few games um, on paper. You gotta love Narbonne. But the game is not played on paper. Right. And right now, I think Long Beach Poly, they're playing with a, a little bit of a chip and some confidence. They had a nice win. We all know Dorsey's down. Stephon Johnson is not walking through that door. I get that. But Polly still look good. I like the coach. I like Coach Barber. Do they have enough, though? Last week, Kiwan Markham did not play, just Keon. I have not heard of Kiwan is playing this weekend. Hopefully he is. He's a definite difference maker in the secondary and also at receiver opposite Keon. The young quarterback, C.J. Montez, yeah. just a sophomore, had a nice game. They want to run the ball a little bit more, I, I would think. You know, kill some clock, keep Melvin off the field. They're going to want to pressure the quarterback, Jalen Henderson, the way St. Louis did. I don't know, Keith. Uh, um, just because I don't, I'm, I'm a scaredy cat, I'm going to probably pick Narbonne. But just if I was a guy who liked to gamble and, and liked to pick upsets, yeah, I might go with Polly. But I, I think Narbonne is going to come in. They're going to be ticked off, and they're going to get physical, and they're going to use their three running backs, and they're going to throw the ball, and they're going to be able to play some smashing off defense. I, I still like Narbonne, but I, I, I think Polly. I think they're going to give a good account for themselves. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I'm kind of the guy you're talking about, the guy who's living on the edge, picking on the edge. Um, I like Narbonne's ability as, you know, defending state champs. They went out there and they got their butts kicked in Hawaii. They got to get back home to the South Bay area. They got to lick their wounds. They got a piece of humble pie in their stomach. They got to come out, get in the weight room this week. They got to come out and have a physical prep week of practice and they got to come out and attack Long Beach Poly knock them on their heels early I like what I'm hearing from Long Beach Poly I'm just not sold yet I'm going to take Narbon here a little bit closer than the experts think Greg I'm going to take Narbon 28 Long Beach Poly 21 Gauchos bounce back and they get a W back in their home state yeah I, I'm, like I said I'm leaning that direction as well how about another mention already? Londale kind of, you know, they play a week zero game. Uh, Calabasas in the same boat. They didn't play last week. This is going to be their season opener. And guess who they get to host? How about <laughs> the Jay Sarah Lions? Yes, sir. For coming in. Again, Calabasas, man. They got 
so much elite skill talent. And I don't know if it's out there yet, but Jermaine Burton, mm-hmm. one of the top junior receivers in the country, is now at Calabasas. I've not heard if he's eligible. I don't really pry when it comes to those kind of things, but I know he's over at Calabasas with or without him. They have a couple guys named Micah Pittman and Johnny Wilson. So their passing game should be just fine defensively. You know, that's where it's always tough when you're a non Trinity League team, non Centennial team. It's just up front, matching up player for player, big for big, with what Jay Sarah is going to bring to the table on the offensive line and also the defensive line. You know, how much time will Jaden Casey have to throw the football? And how much pressure would they put on Caden Bell? And can they stuff Chris Street in that Jay Sarah Lions running game? I think it's going to be really tough. It should be entertaining. You got to know Cal Bass. They'll have a couple big plays in there, but can they sustain that over the course of a game? I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. I, I lean toward Jay Sarah this one, Keith. What a, what a matchup, Greg. And I think this game's going to come back to what we've talked about on previous shows. Calabasas has a bunch of skill talent. We know that. Johnny Wilson and Michael Pittman, arguably the top wide receiver duo in the state. Jaden Casey is a big-time quarterback who can get the ball out quick and make great, great decisions, can really push it to all three levels with accuracy. Are they going to be good enough in the trenches, though, to stop this train that Jay Sarah is bringing to Calabasas? Because looking at the tape, Jay Sarah is very, very physical. They're very big, and they're athletic. Does Calabasas have enough to protect Casey, to keep Jay Sarah's defense honest by running the football and allowing those receivers to get time down the field to get open? Talked about this on Wednesday show. Jay Sarah has a up-and-coming star at cornerback. It's going to be very, very interesting to see who he matches up with in terms of Pittman and Wilson. Can he lock up or can those guys take advantage of a young, wet-behind-the-years 2021 sophomore come Friday night? It's going to be fun. You know, we're talking about the J. Sarah defense. We talked about Clayton. We talked about, uh, you know, Genova. They've got guys. Okay, uh, The defensive tackle. What's his name, Greg? Where am I missing? From J. Sarah. For Jay Sarah? Yeah, the defensive tackle that's committed to San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing it right he, now. Forget- that kills me because I, I literally talked him up and I liked him a lot at the game against CDM. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna look him up as we speak. Yeah, so, you, you just know. keep rolling. Yeah, no, listen. Jay Sarah's defense, they've got big-time players. They've got guys. But what about Jay Sarah's offense? Shimon Mora. Luckett. Street. I mean, they got dudes out there, and I don't know if Calabasas' defense is going to be able to hang with them. It's going to be a tough game for Calabasas. Sean Nielsen is the Jay Sarah defensive that is the tackle. Guy, yep. Guy that I was waiting for you to finish your sentence, but you got him. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but Jay Sarah's offense, man, I'm impressed with those guys. And, and don't forget Sammy Green. 2021 running back, slot receiver, return guy. He's special, man. He's explosive. I mean, you talk about in a dome. I mean, that guy goes for six every two or three times he touches the ball. You know, saw him first 
kind of as a eighth grade, kind of ninth grade prospect. I think ninth, ninth grade prospect last year. Did eval on him. Thought he was special. Of course, he was on the Snoop Dogg documentary of his team. He was the running back. He was the best player on that team. Now he's at J. Sarah. Scored on a big touchdown run last week. So, I know Calabasas has him at home. J. Sarah's on the road. That's a long road trip, GB. Uh, and I think this is going to be a good game. I just don't know if Calabasas has enough up front. I know Coach Claiborne has, has been preaching and teaching physicality, but I'm going to take Jay Sarah with their complete team in their one game underneath their belt. I'm going to take Jay Sarah 45, Calabasas 31. 45 to 31. So that's a pretty, that's just a two touchdown game. That's, that's, that's pretty close. And uh, yeah, no, the, the Chris Claiborne factor. They're going to be tougher. They're going to be much more physical than they've been in a long time, just because of Chris. Yeah. So, but it's just you, you can you can be tough, but when you're not as big as the other team, you know, big guys push little guys around. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah. Two games left. These are both headliner games. Centennials playing at Orange Lou. Modern Day is playing at Bishop Gorman. Let's talk about Centennial at Orange Lutheran first. Orange Lutheran. We've been saying all offseason, um, or I should say people close to the program have been saying this is their best offensive line, and this is their best front seven they've had in a long time. People kind of took shots. Oh, they got skilled. They had skill last year. Yada, yada, yada. They went defeated. They did not win a game last year in Trinity play, Keith. They went right. 0-5 right. this year. Why will it be different? Well, their line play up front is much, much better, yes. and their front seven is much more active. Centennial, right? Going with two quarterbacks. Going with two running backs. Going with a plethora of receivers led by Gary Bryant. But talk about the defense, Keith, because I, I know you went and saw them and you love that defensive line and everyone knows about Drake Jackson. But you got three or four other guys. Talk about CV. Talk about the back end. Sure. Isaiah Young. What do you love most about Centennial? Let's just go defense with first offense. What will Centennial do against Ryan Halinski to try and shut down Orange Lutheran passing game. They're, they're always going to be three to one pass to run. What do you see Centennial doing against Orange Lutheran? Well, I think Centennial. Uh, you know, in the let's take it back to me being a coach in in the coaching profession. You you call what's called DWW. We gonna do what we do. Centennial's not gonna change. They're gonna do what they do, which is they're gonna play man coverage. They're gonna bring pressure. Um, and they're going to allow their front four to get after the quarterback when they don't bring that pressure, and they'll play one high, you know, man coverage. But you're going to get man coverage. You're not going to get a bunch of zone. So what has to happen now with Orange Lutheran? Orange Lutheran, their receivers, which are some of the best in the country, you're talking about Elijah Maharo, you're talking about Logan Loya, you're talking about Kyle Ford, JoJo Hawkins, they have some elite talent on the perimeter. They've got to win one-on-one. Okay, Not only do they have to win one-on-one, they have to win at the line of scrimmage one-on-one so they can get early separation because that rush will get to Halinski if he holds the football. So in terms of Centennial, they have, they have to mix it up in terms of their all-out pressures and just their man-one-high pressures All right, because the ball is going to come out quick. Sometimes they got to f- bluff the pressure, sit back, and try to get Helensky to throw on the ball. 
Helensky's got to be able to read the defense early and often, pre-snap and post-snap. He's got to be ready to get the ball out to his hot route, find his dynamic matchup, and they got to be able to exploit the the weak link in the secondary for the Huskies. I think that's where the key lies uh, offensively for Orange Lutheran. They have a plethora of talent on the perimeter. They got to find their matchup versus CB2, CB3, CB4 and go to that matchup early in offense to get those guys to back off. Um, can, can they get their running game going with Reggie Strong? That'll be something. Can they block Skurlock, Jackson, Foreman, Namaru, CV? I'm going to call him. The blitzing linebacker, can they block those guys, you know, one-on-one? Can that offensive line move their feet well enough to stay in front of those guys to allow Halinski to get the ball out and make accurate throws? Look out for the quarterback scramble game, the second play of a play. Play breaks down. Halinski is just athletic enough to break the pocket. And when you play man coverage, everybody has their their back turned to the football. Look for him using his legs. Running for first downs, keeping drives alive, and wearing down a defense in terms of, you know, getting tired late into the second half. So I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's an excellent matchup. Can Orange Lutheran's defense, can they stay with Gary Bryant? Please don't play that man one on one. I wouldn't do it. Okay. I'm rolling a safety on top of him. I'm bracketing him with a bag or whatever I got to do. Don't let Gary Bryant beat you. Okay. Then you got to stop that running game. Okay. Hey. Those guys run down here. They're tough. The two quarterbacks, Allah and Carter Freeland, doing a nice job, completing balls, spreading it around. Octavio Cortez, Thomas Kinslow, tough to get on the ground. You got to take Gary Bryan out the game if you're me, if I'm Orange Lutheran. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but I don't never bet against Matt Logan. I don't care who they're going against. It's either Pickham or I'm taking Centennial. In this one, I think we have a good game. I think we have a close game. I'm going to call it Centennial 56, Orange Lutheran 45. That's my call. Basketball score. Yeah, I think, bas- it's, I think it's going to be pretty high score. Back and forth. Yep. Yeah, I'm curious about some of the, like you mentioned, kind of game within a game. Who do they put on? You know, Orange Lutheran's got a couple of really good court. You know, KJ Trujillo. Jojo Hawkins, do they do they try to stick one of those guys and, and trail Gary all over the field? You know, last week again watching that Centennial game again, they were kind of stifled until they kind of got Gary unleashed. Yeah. So I want to see Centennial get maybe a number two receiver, maybe get him off a little bit. They have a guy. Was it Reggie oh, Rat- got, Ratzliff? Yeah. Yo, they got they got guys for sure. Sure. Just just want to see what you know what they can do. Yeah. Um, will Orange Lou be able to kind of stifle the run? I mentioned last week, you know, I, I like their linebackers. You know, they got three or four guys at linebacker yeah. that are pretty talented football players. Right. Um, but I, you know, I'm always going to be like you. I'm always going to, I'm always going to bet on Matt Logan just, just because. So I think they need, they need to play a little bit of a cleaner game defensively. We're going to see, right? We're going to see how good that defense is because Orange Lou, you know, you mentioned Ryan Helensky. Can he do this? Can he? Yeah, I, mean, I think he will be able to make quick reads. I think he will be able to see the defense. He'll make quick decisions with the football. He's got weapons. So, you know, it's, it's a better Centennial defense this year. They're more talented, but it's still pretty much the same scheme, with just better players. So I don't know if they're going to confuse Ryan, but there will be guys in his face. And that's always tough to play, which as we've been talked about quite a bit on this show, you know, a la St. Louis, Narbonne, and 
what have you. How about Modern Day going to Bishop Gorman, Keith? This is a game last year where Modern Day ended Gorman's, I want to say it was a 55-game winning streak. Yes. Now it's at Fertitta Field. Very, very tough place to play. One of the best student sections that I've ever seen. It's a great environment for football. And you know that Gorman is, they're coming out for blood. They want revenge in, in a big way. they got some talent all over the field. But how do you see this matchup, Keith? Well, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, modern day pretty much dominated Gorman last year. If it weren't for a couple of big-time throws by Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a couple of huge plays by tight end Brevin Jordan, who set the start this year at the University of Miami as a true freshman, it would have got really ugly for the Gales last year when they visited the Santa Ana Bowl and got their streak snapped. But I went to visit Gorman this spring, and let me tell you, first thing they want to talk about was modern day. They want revenge. They've got some transfers in. They've got size. They have speed. They are going to be physical. Coach Kenny Sanchez, one of my favorite coaches in the country, um, he does a great job in terms of building a culture of physicality, setting the expectations for his players. It's going to be interesting. Can quarterback Micah Bowens execute in the QB run game and can he execute down the football field when they get one-on-one matchups, we know modern day they boast a pretty spectacular defensive backfield led by Elias Ricks, Dorian Green Warren, Jeremiah Cradell. They're loaded. But when you put when you insert a quarterback run game, guess what happens to those DBs? They start sniffing that run. And when you start sniffing that run, your eyes follow. And when your eyes follow, receivers get behind you. That's something that modern day needs to be concerned about. They need to have eye, what's called eye discipline. Stay locked in on their assignment and don't start trying to take the game into your own hands, trying to do everything from your position. I like Michael Bowens as a football player. I think he's a dual threat guy. Um, He can run it. He can throw it. He's got some dynamic ability. They've got other kids, though. Uh, When you're starting off, Caillou Kelly playing a little receiver this year. Uh, Brian Kelly's son, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former USC Trojan. I think he's believed, I believe he's committed to Stanford. Am I correct, GB? He sure is. He sure is. Caillou Kelly, he's a 10 7, 10 800 meter guy. He can run, he's athletic. Um, they have a tight end, defensive end prospect who I really like. Um, and his name is. Talk about Trevin Mai? Tre- yes. There you go. Yeah, he's, he's an elite. He's an elite defensive end. Absolutely. It was funny. I had some of the, you know, Gorman parents saying, hey, we know Bryce Young can run. Bryce will not be able to escape Trevor Maia. I was like, I don't know, man. Bryce, Bryce got some, he's got some shape. They're like, trust me, no quarterback can outrun this guy. So I'm anxious to see if he can do it. He can break containment at least once or twice, but... No, I'm excited. You know, I, I like Micah, too. Uh, I've seen him for a long time. And I'm curious to see what kind of weapons he has out wide. Uh, you know, Caillou Kelly, he's an elite receiver. Uh, excuse me, an elite corner. And, you know, they're going to probably match him up one-on-one with Drew McCoy. He's, he's got length. He's, you know, a 6'2 kid. But I think Brew McCoy is, is a very tough matchup. I, I'm just curious who's going to even be on the field for modern day. Is, is Brayden Huffman Dixon playing? I haven't heard yes or no. Still waiting to see, you know, Cody Epps have a breakout game. They're going to run the football first and foremost. That's, that's old school, modern day football. Then I can see Bryce maybe play action and trying to go over the top. 
you might see your guy, Michael Martinez, make some plays in the middle of the field because I think that's going to be open. I think they're going to spend a lot of time with the running game and also with Brew out wide, middle of the field, tight end, you know, is a, is a potential sure. spot for Martinez to, to do some do some work in there. I like modern day, even though, like I said, I, I like Gorman a lot. I think they're I think they're really good. They're well coached. They, they scheme as well as anybody, and they do have plenty of talent, plenty of athletes. Wait to see a, maybe a, a little breakout from Falcon Kamatule. Um, yeah. He also plays defensive end. That might have been who you were who you were trying to reference. Yeah, both, no, both guys, both guys, my A yeah. and Falcon. Yeah, absolutely. Falcon's been a guy who we've been hearing about because his older brothers, you know, were, were big time players. Have yet to see Falcon really impact. He's a senior now. He's six eight and two forty. Can he have an impact as a senior? If he can, you know, they got some dudes out wide with Trevon and Trevin and, and Falcon who can get after the quarterback. So it'll be a, it'll be a game, man. They're going to do some different things. They're going to try to confuse Bryce and make him have to really, really work hard out there to to find what he wants to do. I'm going with modern day Keith. Um, I think it'll be close, but I, I like modern day. Who you got? Yeah, just really quickly, I want to mention. Um, I think modern day has something to prove in, in that defensive line being able to stop the run. In that linebacker group without All-American linebacker Mace Funa, can they stop a physical run game consistently? Uh, Gorman boasts a very big and physical and experienced offensive line led by UCLA commit Bo Taylor, who's 6'5", 290, Cade Briggs at 6'4", 290, and also Bradley Gould at 6'5", 260. They've got size, they got beef, and they're tough up front. you got to believe it. Kenny Sanchez is going to have those guys ready. they got the home field advantage at Fertitta Field. That student section is going to be rocking. Coach Keefe is going to be on the sideline hooting and hollering, excited just to see good football, good physical football. I'm not going to play Brew McCoy one-on-one versus anybody, Caillou Kelly or anybody else. Doesn't matter. Probably the best football player in the country. I'm not playing him one-on-one. They better double him or get killed by him. Can Bryce Young, again, like you said, GB, find those other weapons? Cody Epps, where are you? Micah Martinez got to show up and be big in the middle of the field and, and, and win 50-50 balls. That offensive line, they're going to be challenged by those two defensive ends, uh, Mae and Falcon over there at Gorman. But that modern-day offensive line blocked for almost 400 yards rushing last week. Can that passing game get in sync? Can they play with rhythm and continuity? That's going to be something to keep your eye on. Third down conversions, I think, are going to be big in this game, whether it be Bryce Young breaking containment, using his legs, or finding... Guys, inside the hash marks on crosses and on seams, can they complete the pass? Can they take advantage of Brew McCoy getting extra attention on the outside? That's going to be interesting. Modern-day defense, can they stop the run consistently? We're going to find out. I will be there. I'm excited to be there. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. This is what big-time high school football is all about. It's essentially, it's California versus Nevada, the best players in each state going at each other, but without Bosco being there. And uh, it's going down, GB, and I'm excited. Mike up two dual-threat quarterbacks. You know they're going to be running and throwing all over the place. They're going to drive the defensive coordinators crazy all week in practice, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm going to take modern day closer than the experts think. I think it's going to be an excellent game. I'm going to say modern day 24, Bishop Gorman 21. 
three-point game. That is a close game. You I think it's it. going to be really close. Low, I do. And low scoring, huh? You see it that low scoring, too? I do. I, considering, you know, modern day's offense is not fully um, in tune, considering it's Gorman's first game, I think the defenses will be out in front. I think both groups have very good pass rushes. I think both quarterbacks will move the chains. Can they convert in the red zone? I've, I got to go with Bryce Young in the red zone with his ability to be accurate. Michael Bowens is very good as well. I think it's going to come down to a field goal, and I think Day takes it on the road at Fertitta Field, but I think it's going to be an awesome game, and I can't wait to see the great hits, the unbelievable efforts, the relentless pursuits to the football, the 50-50 balls, who's going to win them, and uh, who's going to take on the challenge of playing Brew McCoy on both sides of the ball. Can you block him on one side? Can you guard him on the other? Last year, he destroyed Gorman in that game. He was the total difference maker for me. So we'll see how this one plays out, GB. Yes, sir. I'm excited, too. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a uh, it'll be a televised game. So wherever I'm at, which is going to, I'm going to be in Arizona, I will definitely be tuning in for that one. And uh, I like modern day probably by a little bit more than that. Um, I'm thinking maybe like a 31 to 10, 31 to 17 type okay. of game. But uh, again, you know, that all that's all determined, determined by how well. I think we put a lot of pressure on Bryce. I just we know how good he is, but playing in a new system on this big stage, it's something that he's never experienced before. So if he can play like he can play, then I think Modern Day cruises. If he struggles and they confuse him and he you know, he's gotta hit the deep ball when it's there and be accurate with his passes. If he can do those things, I think Modern Day rolls. If he struggles, I think it's gonna be a very close game as well. So but I do I do see Modern Day winning. I'm gonna give him like a ten point game. Yeah, I mean that that was a lot of ifs. And uh, they're just not in sync right now. Just based on what I saw from last week, the 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 rhythm's not there. The continuity's not there. It's just not there yet. Are they going to pick it up in one week going on the road to for to Field? I have to guess that they won't. And um, that's why I'm thinking it's going to be closer than the experts think. But we will see. That's why they play the game. But and GB, that brings who are up. these experts? Who are these experts you keep alluding to? Oh man, I mean, you got to go to a Vegas sports book, man. It's up there. Do they really have this game? They have the game up there. It's modern that is day. Hilarious. No, it's what is it's the spread. What's it's, the point spread? It's fourteen and a half. Dude, they actually do high school point spreads in Vegas. Are you, are you kidding me right now? I had no idea. I, I mean, they, they they do, but it's they don't. You know what I mean? They, it's the black market. They do, but they don't. You know what I mean? You got to really understand the gambling business. But, um, you know, I, 14 and a half is a bit much for me considering all the points that we've made here. But nevertheless, I'll be there. I'll be updating uh, you when I get back. But I'm, I'm excited to be down there. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. GB, that brings our matchup show to a close. We appreciate all the fans and listeners for joining us. Join us every Friday. We're here. It's the Transparent Truth Matchup Show. It's a lot of fun breaking down these games, coaches and players, and all these environments. Speaking of environments, what an environment at La Habra High School. A tremendous environment. Great new stadium. Unbelievable student section. GB, the food. Oh, my God. The food was unbelievable. You got to take a trip, my friend. You've got to take a trip. What kind of food? What did they have? Oh, man. They, they had everything. They had these uh, carne asada fries with all the trimmings on it. Man, I'm talking guacamole, sour cream, cheese, salsa, lettuce, wow. tomato. 
It was unbelievable. I had the burrito, and they had all the trimmings that I just mentioned with a little bacon on the side. I was just, oh, man. They, they, they treated Coach Keith with unbelievable hospitality and respect. My hat was off to him. I'm even actually considering sending my kids there. I had a conversation with a couple of students, and they raved about the school, just how many programs there are, how they cater to each kid's talent, and how they put them in specialized situations so they can excel. I was very impressed with La Habra High School, not just the football team and the coaches, but the atmosphere, the environment, the students, and everything they have to offer young people. So my hat is off to them. No, no doubt. La Habra, right there smack, not too far from not Berry Farm. You could kind of kill two birds. Great high school great high school football coach and a great little amusement park on the side how do you go wrong with all that yeah no doubt about it well that brings us to a close we appreciate you guys for joining us it's the matchup show it's the transparent truth nobody does it better my friend Greg Biggins is Coach Keith we're signing off there's a new sheriff in town and his name's Reggie Hammond y'all be cool